0: Wow, I can sense the presence of God is from this morning. Amen. How many of you know God doesn't show up because of chairs? How many of you know buildings don't get smaller? They just get empty. But you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You must enlarge the place of your dwelling. Get more of God in you and less of the world and you will learn if this was just performance, folk, we got other things to do, man. Oh, Amen. I got time for you. Because you are not just a history maker, you carriers of the glory of God. You carry God's destiny. You carry God's purpose, and your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. We give God the glory. Amen. The Lord bless you. Can I just give honor where honor is due? You know, I just enjoyed that scripture so much. You know, there's nothing that moves me like, you know, every time God said something, it became a scripture. And if you don't know what he said, you'll never know how he thinks. We don't study to become theologians. We study to know the mind of God. Because if I know how he thinks, I know how to say no. Amen? That's why many of us must still understand the power of honor, maybe. I just want to honor Prophet Leon and Prophetess. Yes, together with them, I mean. How many of you know there must be somebody that takes the punch? Amen. This is not easy, buddy. Wait till you get here one day and you'll check out how easy it is to give up. You know, if you're married and you only have two kids... Hello, you just got two kids. It's easy for to handle your wife and two kids. But when you have 600 other children crying at the same time, my goodness, it takes a man with substance. And what a great thing. What a great thing it is that you can have a young man with substance. Amen. We give God the glory. If you didn't clap your hands, Jason had Jalours. Okay, you may be seated. (laughs) Wow. Somebody say with me, revival looks like family. Yes, sir. You see, when your family has got it together, you can take on the world. I'm telling you something. Listen, when you get older, you go home to your wife, not to a church. Oh yes, make sure your wife's not a stranger if you are married. Those who are still wanting to get married, check me out. It's a great thing to do. I'm married now for, <laughs> I must advertise now, be married for 42 years very soon. And uh, <laughs> Married my wife when she was 19 years old. My father used to say, marry them young, son. So I said to Roji, I don't want to still go out for years. I just want to make sure you are the woman. I am the man God chose for you. If I'm not the man, then I'm not marrying you because you must find the man that God chose for you. Because if I'm not the man, I'm going to mess your life up. But if I am that man, I'm going to be a king. And even if you were not royalty, I will trust God to promote you to royalty. Because as a king... I will not be intimidated with insecurities. And so at the very preciousness of our time, we eventually, six months later, I was married. Hey, brother, my father used to say, marry them young so you can grow them up. In that way, they don't argue a lot. (laughs) If my wife was here today with me, she would say, Yeah, but don't forget all the things I had to do to make you what you are today. You see, your greatest friend on the planet is the woman you call wife. Everybody can leave the church but my wife. Oh, yes. Everybody can get divorced but my wife. Hello. I'm just trying to tell you a whole man in his house can be a whole man in the house of God. A half a man in his house is a half a man in the ministry. That's why I always say, when you see ministers move without their wives, get worried. Allah. Amen. Okay. I say to Prophet often, all the sons that I across the country, I say to them, buddy, doesn't mean to say if somebody got divorced that there's no forgiveness. It's always time to start again, but for you. how many of you know, in your job, in your workplace, you can have six women men and you still go back to work the next morning. But in the church, brother, it doesn't operate like it. In our kingdom, Jesus is our example. And the more you follow in, the more freedom you have. There's only two parts of our kingdom that brings freedom. When the sun sets free, it's free indeed. I'm still free from Satanism more than 40 years later. Why? Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I know what it feels like to be possessed by unevil and whole unholy spirits, but I also know the power of being indwelled by the Holy Ghost. Why should we always talk about what the devil is doing when we should be talking about how much of the Holy Ghost is possessing us? How much of Him is controlling me? How much of my life is being influenced by the power of the Holy Ghost? Somebody say with me, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about prisoners of war. And I'm going to quote, not a verse. I'm going to use a quote to show you what passion we should have if it comes to our sons and daughters, not to being in the kingdom of God. There's only two kingdoms. You're either in the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of darkness. Nothing in between. And I'm not doing this because of church. Brother, there's other things we can do than trying to convince people who want to live an empty life. But because we are passionate about your future, like somebody was passionate about mine, I don't know how many of you have watched that movie taken. Uh-huh. We should actually turn that in the church to a statement that comes up against the devil when he takes our children, takes our families. I quote, "I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom I can tell you I don't have the money but what I do have are a very particular set of skills skills I've acquired over a long career skills that make me a nightmare to people like you skills that make me a nightmare I don't want to put my his daughter in this verse. (laughs) If you let my sons go, if you let my brothers go, if you let their families go, if you let them go, I, listen, (laughs) if you let them go, that'd be the end of it. I will not look for you, I will not pursue you, but if you don't, I will look for you and I will find you and when I find you I will kill you. In our context when I find that devil I will destroy his works so that you will not be part of a kingdom that steals, kills and destroys. Can we give the Holy Ghost a hand of praise right there? Hallelujah! To God be the glory That's the kind of determination. Have your seats. That's the kind of determination you must have when you get up in the morning. You got to leave my family. I'm not a mediocre Christian. I am deadly and I'm dangerous because I have an anointing that destroys the yokes of the enemy. My God that I serve for this purpose Christ was revealed and manifested to destroy the works of the devil. He didn't come to connive with it. And I want to speak to us today, prisoners of war. And today I can guarantee you, you, that devil will never use, ever use you again after I've ministered the word of God. You will never be an agent of the enemy doing an inside job in the kingdom of God. You will let that devil know that this is not my calling. Amen. Go to Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 and 19. Wow, I can sense this place is loaded. Folk, we're going to pray for many of us today. That devil's time is up. You know, I'll stick to the word. I feel some things that the Holy Ghost is wanting to do. You know, when I read that scripture, when you read that scripture, in blessing, the Holy Ghost put another spin in my head. In blessing I will bless you in other words when you learn to be blessing I will bless you I will bless you and when you multiplying I will multiply you it's not like God is coming that's why many men are trapped in economics because money is a God God has no competition with the devil If God comes up against the devil, it's like putting Tyson up against a 12-year-old. Hello. If it was money, folk, do you think you'd all still have a job? Why are you not all pastors? If this was about money, this is not about money. This is about the destiny of God in men to find their purpose. So we give God the glory. Now, everybody, in case that devil tries to accuse you that you never read the Word of God for the last week, maybe. <laughs> Say with me, the Spirit of the Lord, the of the Lord is upon, me, is upon me. Because me because He has anointed me. To do what? To the gospel to the mm-hmm. He has sent me to do what? To proclaim liberty to who? Recovery, Recovery of sight to who? To, to set at liberty who? To you see, you can't bring me freedom without the Holy Ghost. You can be brilliant, you can be intellectual property, you might possess, but it's still the Holy Ghost that will bring me my freedom and your freedom. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon every man, every son in this house. The Spirit of the Lord for what? To speak in other tongues? No, to set the captive free. You should ask yourself if you say I'm anointed of God, the evidence of your anointing should be how many men found their freedom after they met you? How many people became free from being bond- in bondage after they met you? The anointing is not upon you to be spiritual. The anointing is upon you to get a job done. Listen what the word of God says. Three things. Guys, you can trust God for the anointing for a lot of things, for miracles, signs, and wonders, which is part of our journey. It's an embarrassment to Jesus when there's no signs and wonders. It's a full embarrassment. Why? He said, when I leave, these signs shall follow you. We don't run after signs. Signs run after us. Because what makes signs and wonders happen? A deep prayer life. A life that loves God that life that gets up for three hours and just enjoy Jesus. Prayerless people are dangerous people. Mm. Listen what the Bible says. He anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. Let me unpack brokenhearted for you. There's a bit of Jewish blood in our family. And uh, we were taught when you study the scriptures don't miss the meanings of the word in the language in which it was written. You have a Western mindset with an Eastern book in your hands. So you get taught English from a dictionary, but not English from the original context of the language. Never forget, your New Testament is written in Greek with a Hebrew mindset. The Torah has never been Greek. The mindset of the language of that time was to communicate effectively in that time in a language that everybody could come together with. But when Paul and them spoke, or they referred to the scriptures, they referred to it with a Hebrew mindset locked up in them. And that's why they never added new scriptures to the New Testament. There's 3,000 New Testament scriptures that speaks of the old that's why I say to my my Jewish brothers who are now Messianic Jews never forget you can never call the New Testament not inspired when there's 3,000 scriptures of the Torah in the New Testament and your ignorance is your biggest enemy not the devil yeah. how can you how can you get how can you get to a place where nobody can tell me anything do you know how big God is? He made you in His image. You didn't make Him. I mean, you have a scientist today, a doctor, specializes as a neurologist in one part of this body that you have. Imagine how long it's going to take them to know the whole body and they still don't know us. (laughs) That's why I like the way David says, King David says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made look after this body let me tell you I'm still trying to get loose of this weight but in any case (laughs) it's just I've enlarged my my dwelling but nevertheless (laughs) (laughs) you know what it means to be broken-hearted men let's be real amen because you know, the moment you become you, the more God can do with you. Okay, listen, the brokenhearted, you know what the meaning of brokenhearted means? It means to be crushed in a companionship or a relationship of intimacy. Nobody gets hurt when a stranger speaks bad about you. But let your wife say, I don't scheme you lacquer. Like Aha. Uh-huh then you're going to see all that six pack you have is not strong enough to stop the tears and being upset. I'm trying to tell you when there's stuff that's real, men do weep. Jesus wept at Lazarus' tomb, not because he missed Lazarus. He wept because of my unbelief. Oh, yes. There's nothing as an indictment on Jesus to ask him, do you think you can touch me? Can you imagine? You tell a top cricketer in the world, you think you can use a bat? (laughs) That broken-heartedness is the key that opens the door to make the devil take you a captive of the kingdom of darkness. Because how many people have been hurt in relationships in churches, and they have an internal agenda to be negative about the body of Christ? Why? They got crushed and they become false prophets unless they repent terrible show you stuff because some people love attention the next thing the bible says to preach deliverance to the captives that's where i want to focus to preach deliverance to the captives i want to thank god that the holy ghost has visited this part of the vineyard with deliverance that devil has had a cool time for a long time. That devil parked in your house and you still come. Riboshaka, Cast out every devil. I give you my name, Jesus says, cast out devils. Before you lay your hands upon the sick, cast out devils. That's Jesus as the CEO of our kingdom. Oh, yes. I wonder how many of you would like to have a company and maybe you in General Motors, but all your people are thinking of Volkswagen. You'll fire them, brother. How can you be in the body of Christ and not think that the main thing is to get rid of the devil? And then you think we're glorifying the devil? No, we are telling you what your enemy is doing so that we can equip you to be an overcomer rather than being deceived and not have the victory. Listen, deliverance speaks of forgiveness or being pardoned. But the word captive, I need to just unpack it. When you take somebody captive, a captive is somebody that did not win in a war. This is a war zone. Jesus is not saying, I will set the criminals free. A criminal is somebody who stole in his own country. There's a lot of them in ours. And so they get arrested. Amen. You arrest a criminal, but you take... A person in war a captive and they become a prisoner of war which means they left a particular kingdom and they now in another kingdom against their will having to do the will of the one who captured them go with me to Timothy let the Bible rather speak for itself otherwise (laughs) we living in a time of many opinions oh yes Today, worship has been shifted with entertainment. That's why you can't worship long enough because you're not a worshiper. You're just a singer. Oh, yes. You worship out of songs, but you don't worship out of revelation. The angels never came with a song list. The angels looked at God on the throne and the Lord would reveal himself. He's holy. And the angels will go, holy. You know what holy means? Holy... Holy, holy. They would look at Him on Monday and He's holy. And you think they're saying the same thing on Tuesday? No. They come on Tuesday different, different, different. Revelation makes you love God more and more and more and more. Because it's not every day the same. It's different. It's different. So when you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25, The Bible says, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. Somebody say with me, the truth. truth. Say with me, not a truth. truth. There's nothing about Jesus that's a way or a truth or a resurrection. Everything about Jesus is the Because the means, it's unique. There's nobody like it. And there'll never be anybody like him afterwards. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He doesn't have a life. If you want the truth, you need the person. The Bible is not a book of pages. It's a book revealing a person. And the quicker you get to love the person more than the pages, the better it will be for you to be a king in your house in your neighborhood, in your business, wherever you might be. The moment you know he's a person, that's when you can worship him. You can't worship pages. You can have 100 Bibles in your house and still be bankrupt. And still have cancer. You can actually put all the Bibles up like it. In fact, you don't need to put 101 Bibles up. Just one. There's 66 books, guys full library that you failed to open (laughs) just because you read and Abraham begat Isaac and Isaac begat 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 all men are pregnant in the Bible (laughs) you say my wife is pregnant no brother you pregnant you have the seed she manifests the unseen that's in you That's why the church is a woman having the seed of the Word of God in her so that the dreams of God can be manifested through your life in the church. And that's why I'm here today to say every dream that has been aborted will not be aborted, not today. Today I'm going to set the prisoners free. The prisoners of war are going to find their freedom to live again and to dream again. Listen what the Bible says. So that they may know the truth. Verse 26. And that they may come to their senses. Wow. You see these people were, this congregation had been in the church. Taken captive. And then <laughs> Paul writes and he says, You know that we must trust God that some will come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil having been taken captive by him to do his will you know whose will you are busy with when you come to church with unforgiveness not God's will you are being used you're a captive you've been taken captive from the devil to do an inside job in our kingdom How many of you know no sinner is getting rid of the pastor? (laughs) You know, before I became a Christian, we just take 10 young little boys and girls. We train them because they were born in the satanic movement. We train them to be diplomatic. How many of you know there are people who are not saved that have better manners than people that are saved? Because we trained. So I still don't allow it up till today. You know, when a child puts up their hand, we think it's cute. You know what I mean? And uh, yes, my baby. What do you want to tell pastor? You got a question for pastor? Brother, the devil has no choice on his agenda as to what age group he'll use. How old do you think the devil was when he met Jesus in the wilderness? Compared to the age that he was when he met Adam and Eve. Hmm? In eternity, there's no age. Just spirit. Covered in a body. That's why the devil knows he can't kill me. Because I have eternal life. See? (laughs) We We don't bury Christians. See, when you don't know the mind of God... You fear death. We don't bury Christians. We sow Christians. You are sown in corruption. You are raised incorruptible. So we don't bury you. We sow you. And therefore we expect the resurrection to take place. Because if a seed comes into the ground, it has to die. But unless it dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it will bring forth much fruit so you ask me what makes us move with revelation revelation comes to dead people not people full of themselves Mm. wow taken captive by him to do his will you see we are not glorifying the devil when we educate you on his devices in fact we are equipping you to know your enemy and how to overcome him I've never seen somebody go to war and nobody had a a strategy meeting. How the enemy thinks. I mean, I don't know if I have some reckeys here, but you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 says, and verse 10, especially verse 10. Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Do you know what the word ignorant means? It means to be uninformed, lacking information. The devil is known as the God of ignorance. The word in Hebrew normally describes ignorance as darkness because you can't see in there. But at the end of the day, God looks at darkness when well, I just love Jesus. I don't know how a carpenter can tell a fisherman how to fish. I don't know how Dr. Luke could handle Jesus when he heals, when Jesus is healing the sick. And then he says to Dr. Luke, check if it's okay. And Doctor's not just a doctor, he's a physician, he's a specialist. And he's not even part of the team. I don't know how many of you will still be in church for 30 years and they didn't choose you to be a deacon. I've been now so long. For heaven's sake, vision chooses the leadership, leaders never choose the vision. And maybe you don't have the suit for the vision. So Jesus leaves Luke to be the doctor that will write the book of Luke. Because that fits his suit. But to be on this bus, we don't need a code 8 driver when we're driving a truck. We need a code 14 driver. Don't put any code 8 people in places of responsibility. They're not going to take you anywhere because they're not legitimately prepared for the journey you got to be careful of the devices of the enemy. You desire to be like T.D. Jakes. You desire to be like Neville Goldman. Let me tell you something. You must learn to pay the price Jesus paid to have the stuff. It's not about your age. Let me tell you to test you. If I ask you how many books are there in the Bible, you will say 66. But if you can't tell me the names of the 12 minor prophets and the names of the major prophets, and you're still going, do you know you're not ready for this? You don't know your manual. You brother. Yes. <laughs> ever see it? Ever seen? The strategy of the devil. In Second Corinthians four says, "The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe." Let's just pause there for a moment. Um, in my time of being not being a Christian, the way the devil operates, he blinds your mind that you will not see the message of the gospel. So, an unbeliever's mind is blinded, but what does he do with a saint? He deceives you. How does he deceive you? He gives you a perception and not an insight on the mind of God. So he captures your mind, brother. Do you ever get that point where that devil told you your wife is unfaithful, but she's been with you for 50 years? And then you get to that place. Come on, I want to talk to you. Is there another man in your life? (laughs) do you know what jesus says jesus says when they ask him what will be the signs of the end times leave these earthquakes and pandemics nonsense wow did you think an earthquake will keep you from jesus do you think a pandemic will stop you from loving god no deception will take you from god not earthquakes and, and uh, what church you belong to. In fact, when you win, we bury you, you're not even going to know who's burying you. We're just going to carry you with anybody who didn't like you. <laughs> and plus, you can't even get up to say, whoa. <laughs> I said to Jesus, all the guys who don't love me, Lord, let me sit next to them in heaven. Matthew 24 verse 4 says, (laughs) Jesus answered and said to them, when they asked Jesus, what would be the end times? What would be the sign? The sign, not signs, sign of the end time. And Jesus says, take heed that no one deceives you. We are living in a time right now of great deception." Because it's coming closer to the return of the Messiah. And then he says, For many will come in my name, verse 5 says, Saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. How many of you know it is not the no-name brand that will deceive you. It's the popular, reputable carriers of titles. Like I am the anointed one. I am the Christ. There are four areas that will bring deception. That's why you see true prophets are always being opposed because there's falsities all over the place. That's why you must pray for this new generation. Why would we want to come up against a young man at the age, wow, of prophet Leon? You know what? That reminds me of the same spirit Herod had who was threatened by a baby in Bethlehem. Same demon. Once this child in Bethlehem is not even born long enough to run your country, you're threatened by a baby. As fathers in the faith, we should stand like you did earlier with those young boys coming up and you saluting them and you lifting them up and you encouraging them and you making them understand they are not alone. We are here. You got big brothers. You have men that can stand up with you. But you must mature to bring forth the next season of the glory of God. Why oppose the next generation when your time is up? Folk, can you imagine? I don't want to hand over the church. Somebody asked me. You're not old yet. How did you hand over the church to your sons? They're 40 year olds. I said, you expect me to hand over the church to another (laughs) (laughs) 70-year-old? Which, brother, it means if I hand over the church to another 70-year-old, I already gave them a dead man. (laughs) (laughs) But But what does that do to me? It releases me to plant more churches, raise more leaders, raise more sons, empower more people. Why? Because we don't step out to go and lay in some retirement village. We step out because the pioneer spirit is still having to be used up till today. We have many visionaries, but few pioneers. It's this generation, the boomer generation that gives you a job still today okay we are living on your ignorance <laughs> but nevertheless be seated <laughs> how does he take the believer captive the devil deceives many I'm going to start wrapping this up what is deception it's when something appears to be real but it's fong kong You know, I know as Hong Kong, is when you have a polo shirt and the horse is running in the wrong direction. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Do Do you know what is deception? It's when you have something that looks authentic, but it's not. Come, I show you something. Being taken captive to be a prisoner of war, to do the will of the one who captured you, is not new. Israel did not become a nation when Moses took them through the Red Sea. Israel had 12 tribes before Moses was even born. And there is no law that Moses gave about tithes and offerings. Abraham, a Chaldean who is not a Jew, instituted what? Tithes and offerings for what? You cannot give God your money if you cannot recognize the victories he gave you. You give because of your victories, not because of obligation. You give because God blessed your home, God blessed your children. Abraham, Abraham was Abram. He went to find his nephew Lot. And when he conquered the enemy and released his nephew from captivity, when you reach the lost, Jesus will show up. The moment he brought his nephew back home, Melchizedek showed up. And Melchizedek came with bread and wine, not money. And when Melchizedek did this, Abraham said, The Lord has given my enemies into my hand. And he committed one-tenth of all the offerings that he had. Out of the victory, he gave it back to God. What am I saying? Why does God call a man's decision holy? Why does God call his initiative holy? I tell you why. God is never holy when he's number two in your life. It was the first of ten parts that he gave to God. Because God is always number one. And when God is number one, number two can bring multiplication. And number three can bring increase. And number four can bring your season into its fullness. Why? Israel was taken captive by Egyptians. Somebody asked the other day, is the Exodus really real or is it just a story? If I must tell you how real the Exodus is. (laughs) You know what God really did? just for your own interest. Do you know that Ramses II, as a Pharaoh, had a temple like our tabernacle? And if you go to Egypt, you'll see the inscriptions on the pyramids of the same temple that Ramses had for false god worship. So what did God have to do with 400 years of Israelis who got used to foreign god worship because they had to do the will of the enemy? He put up a temple just like Ramses won, but he made himself the center of attraction. That's why we know there was an ex- exodus. Because the inscription says the worship shifted by God. The greatest miracle in the Bible, in the Old Testament, is not the Red Sea opening up, or the sand becoming lice, or the water turned to blood, or frogs coming out of every part of the, of the planet, or locusts arriving. The greatest testimony was when God put his presence in the wilderness. So that every day, that's why, what do you think God is doing with churches? You must give your hands, yourself a hand of praise. I'll tell you in a moment why. Just act in faith. Give yourselves a hand of praise. I'll tell you now. (laughs) You see, (laughs) you see, what makes a man on a Saturday, leave his house at 8 o'clock this morning, come sit in a place, whole day, while there's a World Cup in Cape Town. (laughs) They call it the the presence of God. The presence of God. The presence of God. That's why when the temple was in, when the tabernacle was in the wilderness, every Israeli lived around the temple and from the temple we do business, from the temple we run our marriages, from the temple we go to the areas of pursuit and discovery and possession. It all happens from the presence of God to the marketplace but not from the marketplace to the temple. That's why when you get hurt in the marketplace, you got no substance spiritually to overcome because this is where God gives you the substance to change the world in the way that God wants it. Amen. Now, folk, did you remember Goliath? I want to make you so upset for that devil, man, that if you go home, you want someone to look at your wife and children and say, Daddy's back. It's like I said, I said to Breton one day, I said, B, you know, as I grew up, now that I make the statement, daddy's back. I said, your daddy's home. Your daddy's home to stay. (laughs) He says, dad, we've been moving around so much. You know, in nine years, we moved every year. We're a moving church, but we were a moving family. (laughs) We didn't stay long enough in the house, then all those demons will be sitting on our wardrobes, going to the next house. <laughs> Even the demons of those days, you say, on strike over So how does he deceive you? Remember Goliath. Every day. Give me a man that I can fight with. I'm not looking for a mouse. I'm not looking for a child. God doesn't send children. He sends men. There was a man. You've got to grow up from being a son to becoming a man. Spiritual maturity is not God's responsibility. It's yours. If you don't eat at all, don't blame anybody for your skinny look. You're big enough now to cut your own bread. But give me a man that I can fight with and if he overcomes me, I'll be his prisoner of war and I will do his will. That's why every time I take that devil and I make him obey the mind of God in Christ, he must serve the purposes of God in our church, in my home, in my family. Why? Because we are more than conquerors through Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This God that I serve has made sure that Jesus publicly triumphed over principalities and powers. Why? He didn't go to Calvary to cast out devils. He calls them out before Calvary because He is the Messiah. He raised the dead before Calvary because He is the Messiah. He is the Christ. That's why if you want anything from God, everything you need is in Christ. You're not going to get it in church unless you are in Christ. So when I look at Goliath, God takes a 15-year-old man. 1 plus 5 is 6, which is the glory number in Hebrew. So God takes a boy that is 15 and he brings Jesus out of a 15-year-old woman because Adam was created on the sixth day. So Jesus had to die on the sixth day for the glory of God to be restored to you and I. So when you look at David, do you know who David is? David is an illegitimate boy in his own family. You must go read some of these things. Do you know David's mother? you notice something in the Bible doesn't speak a lot about David's mummy? You must go read that in the Talmud or some of the Jewish writings. But David, did you understand why David was facing a bear and a lion? Do you know why he was there? Because the day Jesse... No, in the Jewish team, you must have all that regalia for the women. They cover themselves. You can be like, you know, you can be like Jacob and them and they married the wrong people, you know, because they only wake up the next day. And they weren't even gerook or anything. You know. <laughs> wake up next day and says, Wow. Wow. <laughs> you. Oh. Seven years, wrong move so (laughs) but isn't it amazing wow now look i i I must be careful otherwise i'm going to go into another area (laughs) but wrong woman jesse goes to bed with his wife not knowing in his mind he's going to bed with a maid servant And so when David is born, he regards David as the maidservant's boy. But in actual fact, David's mother went to bed with him. And so when David is born, David is seen as a threat to the covenant family. So what do they do with David? They send him into the field to be killed by a lion or a bear so that they don't have to kill him. But his mom is Jesse's wife but his his father is living in the deception. Deception is that thing that makes you believe a lie and you'll give your life for it. Because if you don't know the word of God, you will not know the mind of God and you will not know when God shows up to vindicate what he chooses. He doesn't need your permission. One day when I come again, I will speak to us about the unlikable choices of God. When God chooses people that you don't want to be submitted to. Hectic stuff. It's only colors that say hectic. (laughs) So. (laughs) So when David is sent out. David is sent into the field to be killed. So they don't have to kill. Did you notice something when when Samuel visited David's house? Wow. Uh, Is it Eliab? No, it's God who is the father. Why, Why can't you choose Eliab? Why, El is God and of his Father. Why not Eliab? No, I haven't chosen this one. And the next one. And the next one. No, I've come to look for the one I chose. Who is legitimately birthed while treated illegitimately. I will vindicate him. He will be the king out of which the Messiah will come. The Messiah will have to take rejection just like he took rejection in order to restore acceptance. So when you look at David, 15 years old, see when he comes to the war? See you in a war. So in a war, there's captives. In citizenship, there's criminals. (laughs) We need a jail for criminals. But you need a war camp for captives. David is in the field, and God says to Samuel, Samuel, not one of them. Uh, Know what Samuel says to the family? None of you are going to be seated until the chosen one arrives. So you will stand until he comes because he's out in the field. Do you notice someone when he comes into the house? He's busy with sheep. You want God to use you powerfully? You must be busy with the church, the sheep. You must be blessing the sheep. Let me take, there was a young man here early on. Is there a, an unmarried guy? <laughs> Come up here, you look like. Yeah. You, just be seated for a moment. I'm gonna show you something. So God chooses David. But you know what? Let's bring it to our time. How many of you know Jesus is what? the head of the body isn't it are you sure you say it so quietly right jesus is the head of the body the scripture says he's the beginning and he's the end he's the head of the body called the church right now what some people are trying to teach us is that we just love the head brother we don't like the body can you imagine your wife marries you just for your head? <laughs> <laughs> you leaving her, bro, because the rest of the body is for fruitfulness. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we will say on the street, she can't just love this head, there's another head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can take. You guys are so religious, you got worried there for a moment. (laughs) As if they don't have a head, but nevertheless. (laughs) So, when, when, when David is chosen, God's got Jesus in mind. And Jesus comes on the scene and Paul starts writing about him and says, He's the head of the body, the beginning, the head of the body, the church. Many people want to love the head, but not love the body. But in the head, what are the five senses in the head? Smell, sight, ears. Taste. Say Say it like it, yeah. You see? Tell me something. The head, Jesus, he's he's got everything I need when it comes to smelling a devil out. Giving me insight, not no eye, eye has seen, no ear has heard, it's not in the body, it's in the head. But what's, can I ask you a question, is your heart in the head? So how are we going to know the heart of God if you never come to the house of God? How are you going to know what God feels when you are never here? You don't come to the house because you believe you can be a Christian at home. Who deceived you? The pandemic. For heaven's sake, are you so scared of dying that heaven is not a reality? You know why you're scared of dying? You don't know heaven is real. We're all going to die one day, but not tonight. Come on amen so when you look at him so when david comes to the war zone he's coming with everything the head and the body that's why when you've been praying like you did this is the results of prayer hello just just try to have a men's meeting without praying seven people eight people 15 people sit here Prayerless because we think our giftedness can bring people into the kingdom. No, it's the Holy Ghost who comes out of the place of prayer to bring us here. God bless you, son. God bless you. Now, did you notice what David does with Goliath? His brothers are saying this to him. Hey, may God help us about these brothers who don't like each other. There is a ministry called a one another ministry. Oh, Yes brother if you can't forgive today God is going to set many of us free you know why your potential is being hassled by stuff that somebody is just going to say tomorrow when they come to you they're going to give you two words that you've wasted your whole life around for 8 or 10 years they're going to ask you just two words forgive me and you were bitter for 10 years just two words and what can you tell a man or a woman that says forgive me You don't want it sucked, brother. But I, I love you, I love you. But I'm wounded. Amen. Now when David comes, David says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who doesn't have what? A church? Who doesn't have a synagogue? Who doesn't have a temple? No, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that doesn't know the power of the blood covenant I have with God? I'm 15 years old but not God. God has given me the lion and the bear when you decided it should have been my burial and my funeral. God decided he'll give me the bear, he'll give me the lion and I made sure the sheep is in good stead. The sheep was being cared for. Even when I left to come here, I made sure the church is protected. Why? Because the heart is here. And so when you look at him overcoming, how about you going home today and doing something like this? God, I'm not going to be like Moses and I have to discern which serpent is God's one because we want to come out of captivity. This must be the last meeting with the devil. And Pharaoh says to his magicians, uh, just do what these bodies have done. Throw a serpent. Moses must have said to Aaron, hey Aaron, this is it, man. No, no dry twig can become a a serpent. Throw down that rod. And Pharaoh says to his guys, How's it? (laughs) And here they come. How many of you know when the devil comes up against you with deception, he brings a hundred thoughts with it. Not just one. Remember the last time she spoke to me? She mentioned something like this. But I didn't expound on it. I'm going to check this one out. Where's your phone? Why do you want my phone? Where's your phone? Thoughts. And believe me, when somebody puts a thought in your mind, just watch this. Sorry, Selman, can you bring me the water to me? Yeah. Just at my age, I don't like walking up and down. Yeah, thank you. You notice something? I say this wherever I go. One thought makes you leave your seat to do this. One thought from the devil will make you smack your wife. You must be careful what stuff you allow in here. You must be very careful because every thought needs to be manifested through a human body whether it be the holy ghost in you or some holy spirit in you they need a physical body to manifest that unseen problem that you're trying to hide but today you can let it go today you can say God let the blood clean my mind, let the blood clean my behavior, let this covenant blood of Jesus make me the man you want me to be I'm tired of being a prisoner of war, doing the will of the enemy I am God's son and I will carry the glory of God let me give you one lie and then let us pray how about this lie that comes up hey Do you know what you need? You must pray this prayer rather because we can't teach this. You need the gift of discernment. But you know, true discernment is not between darkness and light and evil and good. True discernment is to discern between right and nearly right. Very important. How would Moses know Which is God's serpent? Because they all look alike. How would? You know, I was in a meeting two, two weeks ago. And we're worshiping God and we're worshiping after the ministry of the word. And the Lord opens up my spiritual eyes and I see lots of angelic beings in the meetings. And I'm getting a bit worried now. Folk, the angels on the earth have no wings. Let me just educate you quickly. Go to the scriptures. You'll see in the tomb, there were two men, bright shining men. They look like you and me when they operate. No wings. (laughs) The winged angels have ranks in heaven. Oh, yes. Any case. So when God moves... God takes away deception with truth. My serpent is the truth. Devour the untruths. Remove them. And what remains is only God and nobody but God. How do you step out? You step out like this. When you know the Holy Ghost said to you something is not right. Humble yourself. Look, let me tell you. Do you know why I married for 42 years and never thought once of leaving Roger? Because I live a life of repentance and forgiveness. Why? Repentance keeps the power of God on me. Forgiveness keeps the resurrection power on me. So I determine that this is my life I'm mature enough not for 600 people to come every year praying for me lifting me up I live Monday to Monday and I have Jesus with me every day how close can he get when he's in you hello don't pray prayers like this is unbelieving psalm me what Lord be with me how more can he be with you when he's in you Where, what prayers are those? Maybe I'm going to say it in English. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the faith of God. That's why when I face my challenges, that's why I said a week or so ago, I see these angelic beings in the meeting. I ask the Lord, Folk, I'm just a human being. I'm just an ordinary human being with an extraordinary faith, who is Jesus, that's all. So I'm, st- I'm so shocked, I'm standing, I'm thinking, what are they doing here? And the Lord said to me, I send them to minister for those, you don't send angels, I send them. You have no authority over angelic beings. I send them to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. And you know what God showed me? 800 men came to that meeting and angels brought them there. (laughs) We are living in a very exciting time. You are a thief. You are a liar. Why believe all that stuff? you know the deception they taught us in school? You can only use five, 10% of your brains. We were crazy to believe that stuff. Brother, if you use, if you use only 10% of your muscles, the rest is fraught, brother. <laughs> and we talk about that every day we lie to ourselves. So what does it do? It limits you. I'm not like apostle. Really, you don't have to be my, like me. You have to be like Jesus, finish. The Bible doesn't say apostles will drive out devils to those who believe. So, are you a believer? Are you a man that believes God can do this? Then you should be the man that steps out and says, God, I'm gonna do this. You see what makes you a bit worried? We come out of churches maybe where one oak speaks and then you're worried. Sit down quickly. (laughs) I remember, I want to mention the name of the church. Very conservative. folk. I come out of a world where I don't worry the name of a church. Let me give you two examples. I'm invited by a group. I don't know what the name of the group is. I just know church. That's me. I don't know believer. I know satanic worshiper. So I, I become a worshiper. So I don't know. So I come, I'm getting invited because people see signs, wonders, and miracles and then they feel this is where they want to come. Make no mistake, when people can't be delivered from their problem, they will go to a goma. They want their freedom for it. The question is, how hungry are you for your freedom? Are you always going to be a prisoner of war because you're too proud to say, I messed up? Too proud to say, I should never have done this? And then you want to call us to your deathbed to make it right? Do it now, man, and love. Instead of saying, for Johnny," that's the that last roar. <laughs> call Johnny now and tell him, "Listen." But the things I said about you eh, wasn't true. The accuser of the brethren used me to accuse you. And that was an inside job because I found out that you never did it. I just came to tell you I'm, I'm defecting from the prisoner of war camp. I'm finding my place in God and I'm going to live in truth and I'm going to live in the freedom of God and I'm going to look after you as a son of God. I'm going to support you. I'm going to lift you up. Why? Because it's not by might. But when you want your freedom, how hungry are you for your freedom? How badly do you want to be free? No money can buy this freedom. You know, I woke up... (laughs) When I came to Jesus, (laughs) the first thing that touched my life was that when the Lord delivered me from demonic stuff, do you know what a feeling it is to wake up in the morning and see the value of things you've never seen before? Wow. I woke up to my mom. I said, man, you're beautiful. She says to me, I gave birth to you. How come you only check it now? (laughs) I said to her hey mom you see when you are unbeliever you get blinded when you are a believer you get deceived did God say this? Mm -hmm. but when you overcome brother let me tell you I'm going to release upon you the revelation of prophet priest and king the prophet comes and declares that which is there." God said that is coming, that is gonna happen, that will come to pass. And don't make the present day prophets like they're not equivalent to an Elijah. Hear me, go read the Bible. God does not make minor prophets. You and I make them minor, there's just prophets. And God does not take Agabus as a prophet in the New Testament and he he prophesies that the whole earth will have a famine in the days of Augustus Caesar. What difference is between Agabus and Elijah? Same God. Same God. Same God. And the Bible says historically proven there was a famine in that whole land in the days of Agabus. That's why we're a prophetic people. Secondly, priests, come to the house of God as a man to worship your God. You know, when I'm in Israel, I have such a wonderful time when I go there because I don't go for tours, you know. I take people for tours with me to find the price Jesus paid before Calvary. How we walked from here for kilometers just to be on time for John the Baptist to baptize him. Hours by foot you and I just have a little bit of load shedding we've made Jesus cheap folks it's become popular to serve him and it should be so but the price don't make him cheap you see he saved you you didn't save him that's why I'll say it tomorrow when I'm here That's why if you're in Christ, wherever He goes, you go. Because you're in Him. The water goes where the glass goes. Thank you. (laughs) You're in Christ. You're going to go where He goes. And this is the... What about the King? What about the King? The priest, when you come to the house of God, worship Him. There's times I walk in malls. I don't like shopping, my wife want to go and then I walk with her and I stand and wait and I just go. Because I have a priesthood anointing to be in the sanctuary in the most holy place. I get in my car when I'm not speaking to people, I speak to him. But I never ask him for my needs. I've learned not to do it. I ask him what is his needs. And his need is, I'm seeking a worshiper, Neville. When you seek for something, it means you don't have it. But I'm seeking a worship and I say to the Lord... You don't have to look further than me. I am that worshiper that you're looking for." And then he goes and he says, as a priest, I'm looking for a man to stand in the gap. And I found none. Then I say to God, I am that man. Jesus took up that place. Never join prayer meetings unless you learn to join the prayer meeting of jesus and the holy ghost because he ever makes intercession for us the son makes intercession the holy ghost makes intercession to who are they interceding to the father and the father the highest authority (laughs) did you know that god never does this never God never does this because there's nobody above Him. He always does this. How are you, Neville? I call you by name, not brother. (laughs) I call (laughs) you. He's so personal. But can I get to the king? Stop begging, start learning to take charge. Of what God blessed you with. Right? Now, watch this. There's a youngster, this youngster there. Where are you, son? Yeah, you come back here. Did I call you? Yeah? Yeah. Come up here. Alan, you guys can come back. Come up here. I just want to see if I can. Will you put my shirt on? I put your shirt on. (laughs) 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 What's your name? Loan. Loan spell it for me. L-O-U-E-N. L-O-U-E-N. Oh, it's nearly close. Yeah. How old are you? Right. How old are they? You see, Lowen. as young as he is, mm-hmm, I'm 66. Lowen is 14. Right? Can you do this? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You see, it doesn't matter what age it is the leg lifts when it lifts doesn't matter who it is but if the leg doesn't lift it's a problem right that's why at my age i asked my wife quickly when she says pick up the shoes i ask, is there anything else besides the shoes (laughs) you see because i don't know if i'm going to go down again and then come up again (laughs) that's why that's why your age group watch this There is not a part of Jesus in him. The fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in Christ. And Christ in you is the hope of glory. He does not have to be 66 to cast out the devil. He doesn't have to be 66 to lay his hands upon the sick for them to recover. He doesn't have to go to a Bible college to have faith in God. He needs to have a prayer life in God. He needs to rise up in the morning and say, I might be at high school, but I have a calling of God. I am God's son. He's my father. I have the anointing of the Spirit of God that will take me from glory to glory to glory. If David can take out of Goliath and build a nation. What can God not do with you? 14 years old. You know why I called you up? The number 14 in Hebrew is the messianic number for Jesus. Which means the Savior is not here. The Messiah is. And because the Messiah is here, every promise in Christ, not in church, In Christ is yes and amen. That's why Lohan, always be in Christ. And then he'll place you in church. But unless you are in Christ, that devil will mess as much as he can. But when you have him in you, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Do you speak in other tongues? Just speak it with me. A Kavari and the Lish, Kavarus, Kavari and the Rabiri, Kavarus, Kabaral, Ali, Kabay and the Ravorus, Kavarus, Kavari and the Rala, Eka Bay and the Rayish, Kavarus, Kabay and You know, the search. This is not the robotics. My inner man has a language. My outer man has English. But my spirit has a language. Never be baptized in water without being baptized in the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues and the fire of God. What am I saying to you? You know they tell us that we don't we don't preach the word. Alaken on man. opinion. The experiential people. You ask them, what does the word say? Um, uh, If it is somewhere in the Bible. Son, become a David that knows the Messiah. That knows the word of God. And does miracles, signs and wonders because of my faith in God. How do you do it? Is it difficult? Put your hands on my head. Just there. Are you tired now? you see, when, when you put your hands on my head, that's all that Jesus asks you. Why complicate it? Uh, must I make a lung? Brother, it's not your job. Must I, must I save them? It's not your job. Your name is not Savior. You're a disciple of the Christ. Your job is to bring them to Jesus and then make disciples of all nations. Make disciples of them. Last point to you, the reason why I do this, no message, no message is powerful, low end, by just impartation of revelation without souls having an opportunity to find life. We must come to the place that every message we preach must give a son an opportunity to come out of darkness and find the light of God. Because if all of this we do and one man does not find Jesus, what a waste of the message! You find them right there's a man in the place are you ready for this are you ready you're going to trust God with me today are you ready that's what I do with your age group now our our worship team looks like children's ministry (laughs) while everybody is standing I want you just very quietly I want you just to acknowledge God I am here Do something with me. Do something with me. That one man in the house. You are here and you have not found Jesus as Lord of your life. I want to start with you first. I want you to know the life that is in God. Maybe you gave up. And somebody might have told you you're not good enough. Somebody might have told you'll never make it. I'm here to tell you. Man, I tell you something. Can you just put up your hand the person that needs Jesus? Just lift up your hand quickly just where you are. Just keep your hand up. Just keep it up. Just keep it up. I want you to come towards me. Come towards me, man. Come, come on, come on. And there's a gentleman there. Sir, come, I think you got tattoos on your face. Come towards me. Yeah, Come. come towards me. Come here. Just stand over here. If you need Christ, just come. Don't worry about anybody. It's not their business. This is not their business right. I like you, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wasn't so sure about it, man. God showed me a face and then I was looking. <laughs> Just relax. It's okay. Just come. Don't worry about anybody. Just come. It's okay. It's okay. Just come. You see, that's what the power of a man is. Is that you can make up your mind. This is as far as I'm going this is where it ends today god you see when i look at you let me tell you something by the grace of god you're not a weakling man it takes a man to make a decision for right stuff it takes a woman to submit to stuff that you have no power to say no to are you with me you see what was tough for me is that i could never accept that i must come to church on a sunday And Tuesday and Wednesday, let me tell you what I found out. Son, when they gave us names and categorized us into things just because our hair doesn't look lacquer, the clothing we wear don't look to lacquer, and then they put us in a category and they make us live like that. If you believe the lies of people, you must know what God says about you. Who are you is not in my family. What's about me in my family, somebody could have told me like they did at school with me. That's why I called you. The Lord showed me just in a picture. There's a young man here. God, I I even boldly said the guy with the tattoos. Just in case you didn't have tattoos, the one with the tattoos would come. (laughs) Do you understand? What am I saying? They say we're we rebellious, we then become rebellious because they don't understand the power of what we say shapes us. You see, some of you are standing here that still need a daddy's touch and Father God is gonna do that for you. You know why? Your image is not in your mother. Your image is in the Father because when the father says to his daughter, you are looking good, no false man will have her attention. And when a father says with dignity, you've grown up to be a fine young woman, she will not look for a father in another man. Why am I saying that is your image is with a daddy. I'm not even gonna ask you about your daddy. I'm gonna trust God for you. Is that okay? You know why? It's like somebody says, I know what poverty is. Brother, we all were poor. It's not like a deep word from God. That's as natural as having I mean to say. You would not worry about what you're having eh, or worry about shoes if all of us were walking bare feet. Come on. We were born without... F- <laughs> Jesus. Can I break some of the stuff? Let me tell you something. What brings a curse on your life is not the devil, it's disobedience. Hear me? And then when you move away from obedience, you take on the stuff that steals, kills and destroys. And how does that happen? Through agreement. Break agreements today. Somebody said something about you son. You know, it hurt deeply. And at the end of the day, I'm gonna make this work, it's gonna work for me, it's gonna work for me. You know what, the more you look at it, hey, the harder you try, the less you achieve. Why, let it go today never have unforgiveness in you even if you have a right to feel I was hurt you see so me I forgive people in advance so I can stay free I know that devil is not a joke brother see when they steal you in the house nobody's gonna bring you back home but the power of God's love I love you that's Jesus just think about it what's your name Robert wow, this was an Afrikaans for Robert, I say. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, nobody, the presence of God will bring my sons back home. Do you know why I felt, I'm just opening my heart to you because I want you to know I don't take this lightly. And I'm also not making you the scent of nothing. I'm trying to help you to understand. If I had to take that statement I made in the beginning, Devil, devil, if you're looking for a ransom, you have no blood, but I have the blood of Christ. And if it means that I ha- if you let him go, I will not continue after this. But if you do not let him go, I will pursue you. How do I pursue that devil? I step into a place of prayer. And I said, God, every man that doesn't know Jesus today will find life in Christ. I'm not even asking, but I will find that devil that tried to make you a slave, that tried to make you a man of of bondage and pain to many. But today it will change. You see, I'm not asking you to accept Jesus. I called you. Because your time's up to love. This is where you're going to go You remind me of myself, and that's why I called you. You fight so hard, son, And the more you fight, the more love you really need. It's not judgment that God has as the throne room, it's mercy. Mercy and grace. I will not judge you because of your tattoos. I judge you on the value that Jesus thinks you are worth dying for. He believes you are worth dying for. He believes that you are worth dying for. How old are you? You're 20 years old. You see all of these folk that are standing here. You must look at me, right? The the number 20 means the potential of all these folk that has been nearly murdered by the enemy. That time is over. That potential will come out of you. All of you. The dreams you used to have, you must dream again. The, 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 the desires you used to have, you must get those desires back today. Don't let anybody tell you you're not good enough. It's a lie from the devil. The good news about you is the bad news about you was wrong. That's what I'm here for, to let you know that. And I want you to know, you see, I got two boys, Robert, two boys when they were 10 and 12 years old. And I left the satanic movement. I was night in and day in, threatening, but I never lost my love for the priest in the satanic movement. Never lost my love for some of the witches that were still there. Brought them all to Jesus to live and to enjoy life. Why? Because deception makes you a prisoner. That's why, what did the devil sell all of you? Go to church. Go to church. Find the head of the church, son. Then church comes alive. Find Jesus, and then you want to find his people. But if you say, I'm in a church, Jesus Lake. You understand what I'm trying to get to? I want you to lift your hands. God is going to change it for you. And don't think you wasted your life. Amen? Amen? Don't. Don't. Oh, man, I feel the compassion of the Lord here. So God is going to deliver you. Lift your hands to Him. Lift your hands to Him. Just let it go. Everybody stay with me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today, we receive Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. Today, I declare I am no longer a prisoner of war. I come today into the fullness of who Jesus is. Lord Jesus, I receive you as Lord of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare it's not by might, it's nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I declare today, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I declare today that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God The son of the living God, I declare today, I've been set free to give God all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Every one of these dear ones, I declare a hunger in them for your glory, your power, and your might. Fill them with the Holy Ghost and with fire Lord, with fire in the name of Jesus. Everybody in the front look at me. You know, let me tell you, don't let your physical age stop your growth. I'm I'm old enough. I don't want to ask stupid questions. Ask the questions. Jewish thinking is Jews never answer questions they question answers because they want to know how did you get to the answer. When Jesus meets with you and you are called born again or you just recommitted yourself, eat the Word. Get the Word of God in you because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. See, every time you open that pages and you are taught how to get into it, You will meet him regularly. Let me tell you, sir, God is not invisible. It's a matter of distance. See, Cape Towns Mountain is a reality, but you're just far from it not to see it. The closer you get, you'll see more. The more closer you get into the throne room, the more you will see he's a wonderful daddy, wonderful father. From today, you never pray Let me first deal with it in Afrikaans He's not your Yerra He's your father Our father Who art in heaven Where's your daddy son? Huh? You don't know where's your daddy? I want to tell you I want you to do this with me Look son, this is where the things of God it's not a program anymore. It's now the presence of Jesus, man. <laughs> that's why, that's why you, you, you fight, man. That's why you get to a place because you know what you need. It's just the voice of a daddy to say, Well done, but Well done. But you're longing. So you do a lot of stuff. This is what this is all about. This is not a church. This is family, bro. Here we talk what God says. And it's sometimes painful because He tells us stuff we don't know. And then we say it and we walk up and down like I'm doing here and the Holy Ghost. And He makes me stop here. Why? He thinks you are important, very important. Get into the family. You hear me? Get into the family so that they can cover you, hold you. You're not alone. Amen. So were you born not knowing who he is? Okay. How old were you? 10, 11. Okay. What nationality are you? What nationality? You South African? Were you born here? Uh Your family? All of them? Now let me tell you something. By the grace of God... Are you married? No. Your children will never have to face the stuff you're facing. Do you understand? Because you're a man. You're a man of God. From today, your children will never face this. Amen. Lift your hands to Jesus. Father, I thank you right now that the anointing of the Holy Spirit break this chain. Come here. Let me hug you. Come to me. Come to me. Father, in your name. Let the sun rise, let the sun rise in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God. This is what God is doing with you right now. He's putting his arms around you to let you know this is my beloved son. You're a son of God, not a member. You're a son of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you all the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. This anointing that you're sensing now is going to set you free for the glory of God. Break this chain, God. Break it. Break this chain. Break it. Let him. He'll come right. Go for it. Father in Jesus' mighty name, every unclean spirit that try to keep this son in bondage, go Now. Now 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 in jesus name you are illegitimate you have no power you have no might because of the blood of the lamb this is the son of the living god's hour in the name of jesus in the name of jesus church let me help you with something whenever god is but i'm just educating us You see, we're so used to coming to church and going home, we forget there's the presence of God. The way God manifests His presence is by doing activities that shows His ear. You see, let me tell you something. You see this young man? I don't know him. You don't know him, maybe. But God knows him. So what God is really saying, at this men's meeting, He is present and it will be your own problem. When God is present, everything you need is present. So you ask him, Lord, I need to have a shift in this. He's present. Don't ask an absent God for nothing, you're not gonna get anything. But when he's present, look how he's touching all of our hearts, because he's present. He's a jealous God, son. He's not gonna share you with nobody. So is that okay? that you will grow son, hear me? It's your time, that you will grow, amen? Can you turn around, face the son, a brother behind you, face one. Take somebody behind you. They're gonna look after you, man. There's somebody behind you. It's okay, You can take four of you. (laughs) Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? We bless you Lamb of God can I just find out guys you have a system in the church that you know how to look after the ones okay can we just do that I want you to I want you to know this I want you to know by the grace of God I want all your names amen and I'm not saying it lightly I want your names I want to pray for you until there's nothing of that devil left in your home, your family, your destiny, your children. I mean it. folk. I don't make commitments because I don't like being flamboyant. All right, all the men, the presence of the Lord is... Now, you know, guys, now, I can I show you how this works. Okay? I show you how this works. You see, all the preaching and all the revelation, all the teaching brings no joy in heaven when one man finds God. One man. One man. There's a party in heaven. There's a celebration in the kingdom just for one man who finds Christ. Just for one man. This is the time that you should roar and give God the glory. Give him all the honor. Give him all the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus the Christ We give you the glory, Master, Holy Spirit. Those men that felt, Hey God, I needed you to change me, man. I need you to take me away. I need to defect from the deception and find life again. Find my zeal again. Find the life again. All I want you to do we're praying in the Holy Ghost and you need to have prayer, you just come. If there's too many of you, we're just going to trust the Holy Ghost. Amen. But what I'm going to ask you to do is, Lord, the areas that have kept me from entering my destiny, I give it back to you. We're going to pray in the Holy Ghost, and we're going to do that. Is there a father and son here together? Right? Right. Can the father and sons quickly come up here? Just leave your seats quickly. Wow. This is good and stand together, amen? That's it. Wow. We bless you, Jesus. We give you the glory. Father, we bless you. We give you all the honor. You know what, folk? Those those families, let me say this to you. I want every father just to hold your son's hand. We're coming into agreement. Amen. You see, every son, when you look, that's as powerful. It's your Daddy, no? As your son leave? <laughs> oh, they pray. <laughs> I was just going to say, you privileged, bro. <laughs> wow. Well, let, me, let me show you something by the grace of God are your father and son Right, come up here to the platform quickly just want to make a point and then break that thing that stops daddies and sons from knowing the power of their generational blessing amen how old are you now okay you see when you, when you look at your dad In spite of the age, that is the future. This is the past. Mm -hmm. So, what does God do? When God puts a father and a son in the atmosphere, He's talking about relational being the father is relational, the son is generational, and the Holy Ghost is inspirational. You with me? And when the church does not move into father and son thinking it will have colleagues and they'll fight each other you don't fight your son you complete your son you don't become competitive with him you get those guys right i want to now dress like bradley and i want to try and show him i'm still leave no brother if they call you uncle you're an uncle it's finished then i mean it's not still about you look cool you're an uncle. Even if you had an earring in your nose as an 80 year old, you're an uncle. So act not, my wife will say act your age. But what I'm going to pray for right now is the spirit of all these sons and fathers that the Holy Ghost will bring about a revelation of family in its greatest levels of authority. Amen that God will establish that. When you come to church, come to the family, don't come to the congregation trying to help you with something. Because brother, this is the most powerful thing on the planet, is father and son. Amen? That's why in Jewish terms, the longest business in the world is father and son. Because God is father and son. Can we lift our hands to the Lord right where you are. To the sons I want to say, doesn't matter what daddy has ever done in the past, this is a new day. To the fathers I want to say, whatever the son did that did not bring honor and glory to you as a father, I want you to know this is a new day. Father, in the name of Jesus, can we just pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. In the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God.